is happening, fellow fantasy GMs? I am JJ Wang. He is the bearded one, DJ Dove. And with our powers combined, we are the Fantasy Couriers. Well, JJ Wang, we are ready for probably our last not talking about rookies having teams kind of week. Like next week, we'll probably pre- do a little draft preview. But pretty soon, we're going to know where everybody is. That's going to get – that's going to – That'll change some of these rankings and thoughts as we're going into the season. Are, are, I ask you every week, but are you getting any more excited to know where they are? I mean, I usually get pretty excited, but I, I like getting to know these guys, you know, just as much as finding out where they're going. I like to, I like to know about them before I know where they land, because then after I know where they land, I, I got to play catch up. Like I already got, I get, now I got to go back and research everything now. And there's just all these guys I got to find and do it all in a condensed time. As of what I do, I've been studying these guys or looking at these guys for the last three months. So when they're drafted, I'll automatically know what they bring to that team and what that team is going how they're going to be utilized. Well, I'm not, I don't know anything, but I have a kind of you know sense of what they may do. So I don't need to cram it all in at one time. Yeah, I, I, I'm a crammer. I've always been a crammer. Well, I know you are. I studied for my test night before. I said, I don't want to know about these guys that I'm not going to have to know about. There's like a bajillion running backs, and then a couple of them are going to be stuck. You know, Indy's going to draft somebody. Yeah, I'm not going to draft that guy. He's behind Jonathan Taylor. You know, and there's there's a couple of teams where they're going to be drafted, and it's going to be like, oh. I mean, why would I mean, but why would you not draft that guy? I mean, considering the injury history for any running back, Jonathan Taylor is not um, immune to that, as we've as we've seen. So I feel like. With the Colts running game, I feel like their backup or maybe their backup backup, you know, might get drafted in the late rounds. That's quite a possibility. So, um, and the, I'm guessing draft date, there's going to be a couple trades or players coming free. We've seen the Aaron Rodgers fiasco that's been going on for a month. I think they're playing a hard game of chicken. He'll be a Jet as far as my brain thinks. It's a matter of if the Jets are going to finally fork over what the Packers want. But just last week when this is recorded, the um, – Minnesota Vikings are talking about possibly cutting Dalvin Cook and the ripple effect that could affect lots of teams throughout the league. And, of course, you know, everybody knows that I'm a Dolphins fan, so I'm seeing that name linked a lot to Dalvin Cook. It wouldn't need as much pressure. But if the Vikings cut Dalvin Cook, do you think they, they're going to draft somebody? But does that, put Matt, does that move Madison up your rankings depending at that point or – what do you think? Well, I mean, it would definitely move him up the rankings, but I think we got to um, bring it down, you know, bring him down a little bit. Like his, like when he was a backup, you know, he always looks good, you know, the efficiency there. But when you get that workhorse running, when you move into that workhorse role, the efficiency comes down. So we don't know exactly how he's going to react to that. But keep an eye out on Ty Chandler, the rookie out of um, last year out of North Carolina. Still might be available if he's anywhere available. They do trade down. They've been talking about cutting Dalvin or trading Dalvin Cook for a while. I don't know why you would trade for him if you know they're going to cut him. Um, But it's just how much would Dalvin Cook want? I feel like Dalvin Cook probably wants a lot of money for a running back. Um, He's still getting paid. I think that's the problem. He's getting paid so much, and they're just just, deciding if they're going to go for a youth movement or not. I mean, who knows? At this this age of running back, I mean, this this is what happens. They're not going to produce what their contract really says anymore at this point. So make me a little giddy. What if Dalvin Cook goes to Miami? Cool, just like every other running back goes to Miami. It'll be good, I guess. I mean, 
well, he won't he won't be needed to be great, will he? He'd be better in real life than in fantasy. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, probably they probably still go with more of a committee back, probably, so he probably wouldn't get the full workload. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, probably he'd probably be more of a better of a NFL running back than a fantasy running back, but he's probably still valuable. Better for my heart than for our show, so I guess he has to have some value. But yeah, I got him in, a, in one place, and I was like, man. I don't know what I should root for as <laughs> he's going through. A couple other guys got signed, but I'm going to throw a couple of those guys in during our thing. So last week, I, I felt miserably at trying to talk about Easter candy with you. So I'm going to try something that I grew up with that my wife's family did not grow up with this week. We're going to talk about desserts. We're staying in the unhealthy range. I was going to do vegetables, but that's just not fun. Were you a dessert family? I mean, I don't know if I was a dessert family. I mean, I'm a dessert guy. I mean, I love... I mean, I love all things sweet. I will say that when it comes to dessert, I am kind of the opposite as opposed to like candy. I like I like a good fruity dessert. I mean, I'm all aboard the strawberries and bananas and blueberry and all that kind of stuff as you know as part of a dessert. That is quite interesting. I was going to ask you. So, you're if if you had a perfect meal, what would your dessert be? Probably like a, some kind of maybe like a strawberry cheesecake, something like that. I mean, that's pretty ideal. I love a good, I love a good cheesecake, man. Sprinkle with some cherries on, you know, some fresh cherries, maybe like a little bit of, um, like a jelly, like a jam. Oh, it's just fantastic, man. Ah, and uh, you know, uh, if you, the people in the podcast can't see, I've got like the fancy finger up for you, fancy pinky yeah, finger. Cheesecakes, uh, I, I never would have thought you were a cheesecake man. My daughter always grabs them when we go to the grocery store. She puts it in the car. I really don't pay much attention. Then when they she rings it yeah. up, it's like twenty. It's like twenty seven dollars. I was like, <laughs> "What is that?" But I was like, "At the end of the day, we eat it and we enjoy it, so it's worth it." Yeah, give give me a good old chocolate cake and a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Happy oh, as a pig in mud. I can't do it. If you would cha- if you would change it to a chocolate ice cream, then now we're talking. <laughs> oh, I'll throw chocolate. I'll put pretty much cookies and cream ice cream be pretty money in there. Like just the ice cream just gives that cake just that little bit of just the coldness to it and it's, well, it's money. Well, ice cream gives a little bit of the coldness and the greatness to pretty much anything. So. Yeah. That is that that is a straight up truth. So today so if you were to say, is there a dessert that you're like, there's no way I'm that what's your zero seed dessert i got mine taken care of <laughs> i got like two oh, or three things okay. there. zero seed dessert i don't know let me I, i'd have to think about that real quick I, i'm not a big fan of vanilla like just a regular vanilla cake yep not a huge not a huge fan i'll eat it but not a huge fan yeah we i like the chocolate icing the inside it's not that but it's the icing for me so it's like that, that sugary icing that my kids love so if you would put coconut on a vanilla cake that's probably my zero dessert. I don't know why you would make that a dessert. And then puts up that my daddy Belgian chocolate cake. It had like coconut and then like oh yeah, like that coconut stuff. I I can do without. Key limes right down there with me and pecan pie as well. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, yeah I can do. I can deal with that. Yeah, my my dad and mom love some key lime pie. I was like, oh. Think. So as we go through, I ask you to give me a dessert comp. So your top dessert is a cheesecake. I can't argue there. Cheesecakes are money. I'm just too cheap. So I'll go. I'm a chocolate cake kind of guy. And then we're looking at 
the worst being something just covered in coconut. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to be giving comps to any of my guys because I got to think on all that. And I don't know if I can come away with it. Oh, you can do it. I, got, I have faith so in you. I don't so know. So don't, we're looking at the AFC today. Who's your first guy you're tossing out for us to look so at? Looking over, so I was looking over the AFC guys, and I completely realized that I am an NFC guy 100%. This was so hard trying to find AFC guys that I was excited about. Um, I didn't put anybody I really wasn't excited about because that's just not really that much fun. But the first guy is Isaiah Pacheco out of Kansas City. I think he's everybody's kind of favorite. I think he's what um, we wanted CEH to be, but not quite because he still doesn't catch the ball as much as he we would like. I mean, he's getting maybe one or two catches. Um, but as far as the rushing goes, I mean, last, last seven games um, – 13-plus carries in every game, so he was like a top 24 running back. Like I said, the only downside to this is the um, lack of receiving. Yeah, uh, I love Isaiah Pacheco. I'm, as with, I think, pretty much the entire fantasy community, worry where Kansas City thinks of him because it's always in the team, you know. Running backs with draft capital, James Robinson, stellar rookie season. Oh, we don't care about drafting Etienne. Um, uh, uh, Howard, Jordan Howard in Chicago low draft capital, couple good years, and then replace. So it's one of those, I love him for me to go with my game. He is a chocolate cake without icing. Put the icing on yeah. there. If no, they don't draft a running back. But I will say this. They also might be kind of um, a little hesitant because when they did draft a running back high, it backfired. So they might not well, give Well, they drafted CEH over Taylor. That was their problem. Well, well I understand <laughs> it doesn't matter, but it's how it turned out. Yeah, I mean, they drafted a running back high. It didn't work out. They got this guy low. It worked out. So maybe they wait later on fourth and the fifth round as maybe like a backup type. Yeah, I mean, I think he, they're going to give him every chance. As of this podcast, they haven't re-signed McKinnon. I thought that would be the smart move to move and just run it back with the band, you know, go back through. So, yeah, so I, I am – I'm with you. I'm all aboard with Pacheco. I've been trying to get him. He's just too expensive right now in Dynasty if you don't have him. If you got him in the fourth round last year, you are a king of the world. Um, and But everybody else, they want like first-rounders for him right now. I don't, I don't think he's first-round value yet. He could be. So my, my first guy just made himself $15 million this year. I think he is a – I don't know what he's going to have, but we're looking at Odell Beckham Jr., who signed this week with the Baltimore Ravens to be paired with Tyler Huntley, starting quarterback as of today because Lamar is being a bum. I mean, I am assuming Lamar goes back, all jokes aside, but – what I got no issue what Lamar is doing. Yeah, does yeah d does Beckham? What do you think Beckham this year? What about Beck? Did, why did they give him fifteen million dollars? I think the same thing I thought of Beckham for the last few, the last few years. Other than the first three years of his career, he's not been a good receiver. Other than you know the first three years and that amazing one handed catch, which he still seems to rely rely his whole career on. Since then, he has not been a very good receiver. So you put him on the Baltimore Ravens. Where no receiver is ever really any good. Well, Marquise Brown was okay. Yeah, I mean, he did fine, but I mean, not not excited. Is is he a basically? We're gonna we know that Lamar likes you. We're gonna sign you. Come on, Lamar. So let's stop playing chicken. Let's play some football. I think that's probably what it was. I mean, if, if it helps, out, if it helps get if it helps get Lamar in the building. Why not? I mean, I mean, he doesn't even have to. Out. He's got to be like the. He doesn't even have to be the number one receiver. That's the that's the funniest thing about the fifteen million dollar guy. Uh, I mean, I 
I don't even know what, like, he's probably some prepackaged kind of little Debbie snack for me for a dessert. That's, that's where he falls, because I'm not excited about it, but, you know, I could I could like it. I like some little Debbies. Uh, uh, he's not a little Debbie for me. I love me some little Debbies. I eat little Debbies. But they're not up there with cake and cheesecake, so they're, like, right in the middle. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we like too many desserts. That's our problem. We need to find something that we're very polarized on. Uh, who, who, so Odell Beckham, does that affect Bateman? That was my last question with him. Well, sure. I mean, any receiver coming in affects other receivers. They don't throw a whole lot. They're a running offense, and they're still like the number two option with um, the type with Mark Andrews. So, yeah, I mean, it hurts everybody except Mark Andrews. <laughs> Nothing hurts him. Okay. Okay. Who's your guy? All right. So, my guy is probably, probably one of my favorite guys, and he finally started to come to life at the end of the season. And that's uh, Jerry Judy. Um, took a while. The beginning of the season was not good. Of course, the whole Broncos organization, not good. Uh, from week 13 on, he had three top 15 finishes, including uh, one finish and a number three finish. Um, Eight-plus targets in four, of the, four out of the five games. Sean Payton coming in. Hopefully, the offense getting better. I'm just relying on Sean Payton being a better offensive mind with Russell Wilson than what they had last year. So, and I like the guy. So, <laughs> Jerry Judy. Let's let very the... good piece. He's a very, very good piece of uh, dessert. I don't know what you want to call it, but he's a nice piece of chocolate bowl ice cream. I'll tell you that. I mean, my notes, and um, just for everybody, we didn't tell each other any guys we were going to toss out just to see what the other person would come off the cuff there. My notes for I wrote we just each put some guys to teams and we're running through it. For Denver, my thing I wrote was is Sutton dead? I mean, I don't know if he's dead, but I think he's probably the number two receiver. So and we'll we'll see. I mean I, Is there I a world where both of these guys could like I'm looking back, Judy had one or two more targets those last handful game uh, Sutton was an active one of them, but he had more yards. Yeah, and that was Sean Payton. Both of these guys could be top twenty-four receivers easily. I mean, it, I mean, it's possible. I mean, if he comes in there and he got a high-powered offense like he had in New Orleans, where he's just doing everything and everything's working, I mean, sure. If everything's clicking on all cylinders, then absolutely. But in the NFL, it hardly ever clicks on all cylinders. I mean, you'll see as we go into the summer, I, I am banking this year on a Russell Wilson resurgence. I think he's going to bounce back this year. But I also, it's, it's, but it's not because of Russell Wilson. I just love Sean Payton. I mean, well-coached players, well-coached teams could step up. So if Russell Wilson's going to do that, these two guys are going to have to be a part of the... I mean, Taysom Hill was effective with Sean Payton. So come on. And these right? guys are better. Yeah. I mean, both I of mean, these guys could be... We, I, mean, I think we were... We would all agree that Russell Wilson is still better than Taysom Hill, right? Uh, just a smidge, just a smidge. All right, uh, all right. Yeah. that that it, it'll be interesting to see, but I think they will be. So, uh, I think we'll um, since you like little Debbies, we'll put them as a Swiss Swiss cake roll because you get two of them for the price of one. Nice little That's pair good. together. I like that. Yeah, I, love... I eat a lot of Swiss cake. I do. I eat a lot of Swiss cake rolls. Oh, so it, it, as you grow up, though, now we got to buy them. Do you eat? Generic Swiss cake rolls or only little Debbie ones? Uh, only little Debbies. Ah, see, I've, I've moved into the generic realm, and they taste just no, as good. No, there's certain <laughs> things. There's certain things in, at the food store that I don't buy generic brands of, and Swiss cakes and like the little Debbies is 
One of them. Well, I'll even go. I'll step up with you. I'll make my Cortland Sutton Jerry Judy a, a little Debbie Swiss cake roll. Not a great value. Not a little. We'll do it. Okay, my guy I'm going to throw up is a, a guy who decided to gamble. And now Jacksonville gambled on him. That's Calvin Ridley in Jacksonville. Is this offense going to be like a – with? Calvin Ridley stepping into an offense that was starting to roll towards the end of the year, and that team looked hot. What's the what's the limit here for Calvin Ridley? All right, so I'll bring up my guy because he's also with Jacksonville, and that's tight end Evan Ingram. <laughs> so, I mean, so we're looking at the number five tight end last year. Christian Kirk looked good as well, and now you add in your guy, Calvin Ridley. I think this offense could look really, really good, but how many of these guys are going to be like um like superstars like that number one guy with all three of them you know earning their I mean it helps that you're going to play Houston twice Indy twice you know that's four games right there you should be able to put some points Tennessee's okay and sec- their defense more defense to slow the game down kind of thing so there's some games where you can roll without seeing the whole schedule yet I mean I can know who they play oh, I mean I mean I agree and I think this has got to be the year. That, I mean, I keep saying this every year. This has got to be that year that Trevor Lawrence takes that step and becomes like the top five guy that we thought he would be, right? With this way the offense is set up, I mean, they got a good run game. Um, they got receivers all over the place at everywhere, at every position. And they still got Zay Jones, who still has great games from time he's to the time. Three. Zay Jones yeah. three. Yeah, so and the defense is getting better. I mean, this has to be the year where something happens, where they, that next step got to be taken, or else I'm going to start losing faith. Uh, they stop. play Atlanta, Carolina. Um, oh Kansas my God! City. So Kansas City is never a great defense. It's awesome offense. Pittsburgh, Tampa, New Orleans, Cleveland, um, Buffalo. They got Beach, the best Dallas. schedule in the league. Yeah, I mean, they got some tough games, but there's games they're going to lose, but the 49ers will probably slow them down. But they're playing the Chiefs. That could easily be 42 to 38. Oh, absolutely. Uh, same thing with the Bills. So, all, these I mean, games, all these games, <laughs> I feel like, could be 42 38. This is going to be the summer of the Jaguars, isn't it? Jaguars are going to be, oh, so much fun. I mean, but, I could be – I could be ordering me a coffee cup with a Jaguars on it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they were still they were still in my top three last year going into who was going to be my favorite team. Yeah. So I mean, they could they could only go up now, right? So Calvin Ridley is he does he fall in as there's we're talking basically as three guys. Say Jones is a supporting cast. Where do you see Calvin Ridley falling this year in the pecking order of the receiving threats? One, two, or three? You know, right now, I got to say he's the number three. I mean, the dude hasn't played in a really long time. Christian Kirk looked really good. Evan Ingram looked really good. And now you're bringing him in. And I know you're bringing him in maybe to be that number one. But right now, I got to say he's the number three until proven otherwise here. I think I'll I'll slide him into high two. I'll I'll give Kirk what he did last year. I think really because you, if you, if anybody remembers a couple years ago, really was my wide receiver one. Then he just pooped the season because uh, I thought he was going to blow up for that Falcons team, and boy was I wrong. But I mean, he is only going to be twenty eight. Like what, twenty six, twenty seven is a prime age for receivers. So he's he's on the downslope, but not you know, 
I, I could see him taking over Christian Kirk, and it depends upon how much work he can get in with with Trevor and how they mesh up. I mean, I feel like I mean it only helps everybody. I mean, like, yeah. I mean it hurts and it, it helps everybody, but it kind of hurts everybody as well when it comes to fantasy. Yeah, I got one a guy we loved, and he um we talked about him a lot, and he was a guy we we planted our flag on last year, and that was Gabriel Davis. Oh God, uh, I know, man. I, I had to bring him up. We haven't talked about him a lot. Um, Gabriel yeah, Davis was was the darling of basically last summer for everybody, us included, and then he had a whole 48 receptions for 836 <laughs> yards, and he did have seven touchdowns, so it's not terrible, but it was not what we were expecting out of Gabe Davis, and they just signed, um, oh my gosh, I just lost it, um, Deontay Harris, who apparently they like, and they have Khalil yeah. Shakir. Um, yeah, what, I mean, it's wasn't it wasn't good for what we thought it was going to be. Now, granted, I probably did over-exaggerate from time to time about what he was going to do. Now, I'm fully aware of that. But, yeah, it was um, probably not going to be better than it was last year. Might still be that boomer bust guy. He did have a game here and there. But, yeah, I'm definitely disappointed. Not a very good not a very good dessert. Let's, let's say that. Yeah, and we want to bury him quick. He um, – he... Oh yeah, Calvin Ridley's probably just you know I can't even I deserve him, but there have been I was reading a story today talking about how Hopkins is like I would love to play for Buffalo or Kansas City, which I'm pretty sure every receiver would love to play for, but he might have more leverage. Now. So if Hopkins goes up there, we can pretty much just have a funeral for Gabe Davis, can't we? Oh, absolutely. Could you imagine Hopkins oh. and Davis? I mean Hopkins and Diggs. Holy moly! Yeah, that'd be pretty. It'd be pretty crazy if Diggs is going to even going to be there because definitely Diggs isn't happy either. So. I mean, and we gave Davis to me. He's gonna be like a good Jello pudding. <laughs> Jello pudding. I like a good. I, I like a good pudding for dessert because I like it. But depending upon what happens in the next couple of weeks, he could be either that banana nasty pudding or a good chocolate pudding with like dirt with like the little crumblies on them. That's that's where I started pudding. Oh, yeah. It's something I like, but later on I'm kind of like, you know, I really want a cake instead. So that's sort of where he would fall. Who you got for us? <laughs> All right, so this is my last guy's quarterback. I'm going to go with Kenny Pickett here. I mean, it's kind of interesting. So overall for the season, he was quarterback 28. Not really that good. The offense, not very spectacular, right? The running game, not really good. Receivers, of course, probably not really that all that great, you know, if um, Pickett's numbers weren't that good. But if you look at the last seven games, so if you look at the last seven games, last seven games, he was – a top 20 quarterback, right? So, I mean, we're get, we're getting better. Um, he had nine interceptions overall for the season, which doesn't sound bad when you compare it to only ha- when he only had seven touchdowns. So, seven touchdowns, nine interceptions. Not good. But if you look at the last um, seven games of the season, the offense opens up a little bit. Kenny Pickett starts looking at a little better, and he has five touchdowns to only one interception. So, it looks whole lot better now like I said offense wasn't good wasn't good but it got better I think going into this year uh I think the defense gets better I think the offensive line gets better I think the offense starts opening up a little more we like George Pickens Deontay Johnson we've seen what he can do Najee Harris we've seen what he can do um we don't know if he can do it but we hope he can so I think Kenny Pickett starts creeping into maybe top 15, 
um territory with like that Kirk Cousins, like maybe that Kirk Cousins area. I, I said last year when I watched him play, I didn't watch a lot of Pickens last year because uh, I'm just the Steelers agitate me. Uh, respect. Oh, him, so. it was dreadful. I mean, I'm not yeah. trying to sit here and say it was good in any way. But when I he played Miami, and I I said on here, I said it was the best three interception game I've ever seen. Like he looked confident <laughs> in the pot. Like, but and it's one of those things. Like you look at it's a rookie quarterback. And most rookie quarterbacks do not have those stellar. I mean, remember Peyton Manning's rookie year? It was dreadful. It was terrible. And then he turns out to be one of the greatest of all times. I mean, yeah, a I lot of people have bad years. Ah, no, but I, I do. I do see him making a step. Uh, I think he's he's got the weapons there. And with those two guys, I, I'm I'm worried that I'm too high on Pickens this year because uh, I, re, I it's he's a, he's. He was becoming more polarizing in the community. People are overpaying for him. Everybody's trying to sell, you know. And it'll be interesting to see how he steps up because he's almost Odell Beckham in my brain. We love him because his catches are beautiful. He had a couple of good games. But Deontay Johnson's short and steady. Najee Harris should be better. So, I mean. And Pat Fryermuth, too. If he can stay on the field, too, eliminate the concussions, I mean, we're looking at a pretty solid offense. When it comes together, it opens up a little more. I think I think we might be on to something here. Yeah, I mean, I. I think he's. I think he's going to be a jelly donut. Oh, I like a good jelly donut. You like a Bavarian cream? Donut? Well, you don't know. Oh. You got to bite into it, and it's either going to be lemon. Ugh. Oh, I like lemon. I hate lemon. Like it's going to be oh, one of those. I like, I like uh, or my favorite jelly donut is a raspberry jelly. Donut. So it's but you're oh, going to yeah. bite into it mid season. You're going to go, oh, this is amazing, or oh, it looks good on the outside, but what's coming out? Uh, now. Nah. So it's because I'm not sure with like I I what I saw I well, like. What if you go with a jelly donut, but you're not sure how much cream you're going to get in the middle? <laughs> so it's either a Walmart donut or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no cream. So might take the, you might take a bite into it and it's just jello jelly oozing out. But you could take a bite into it and it's just like one little speck, like dime sized thing <laughs> of jelly in there, and you're like, "What is this nonsense?" Oh, I I, I get that with you. Yeah. That's how, that sounds good to you. My last one's going to be 30 seconds so we can get out of here. Big Irv Smith, we've been on for years. He he signed in an interesting place, which would be Cincinnati. Um, what do you – he was the guy I was going to toss out. Could he Could he be sneaky? If he's healthy for a year, he's going to be decent. Could he – I mean, obviously top 10 tight end. Could he be a top 7 tight end in Cincinnati? I mean, I don't know. It's going to be tough. I mean, just – and you know they're going to throw a lot, right? They're mm-hmm. going to be throwing it all over the place. So, I mean, that's a positive. Um, we just haven't seen it happen for him. He's not ever on the field. It always getting – well, it hasn't been well, – it's been three years now. Yeah, it's been three years now, and we just haven't seen him on the field for an extended period of time, and it's just becoming – He's only 24. I mean, his birthday will be right. I know, I'm, I'm fully aware. So, I mean, I'm not giving up on the guy, but I've limited expectations to the point where I don't know if I'd go out and get him somewhere. But, I mean, if he's on my team, he's going to stay on my team just for the hope of, you know what, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with him just because, you know, like you say, he's still young, new team, offense is crazy, um, crazy weapons. So, He's not a cheap tight end if you can get him. If you can get him cheap, just, I mean, part of that offense just, there's something that just feels right about that. If they made Hayden Hurst, who we thought was dead, yeah. look good. So that's sort of my thoughts. Yeah, so. I mean, the, Hayden Hurst would get games from time to time. It's going to be at like maybe one game every like three or four, like four games, every four games, you know, he has a good one. 
yeah. keeps him relevant. That's all we can ask for. Keep Irv Smith relevant. So yeah, he's the mystery meat. I don't know. What's, what's the mystery? Mystery the dessert. Mystery meat. Shepherd's pie. Yeah, it's a, that 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 green stuff on top is either a decoration or it's mold. We'll find out soon. <laughs> That's what Herb Smith is at this point to me. But I, I'm buy, if I haven't, I haven't looked too deep, but I'd buy him cheap out of curiosity to see what could happen. That's that's why I wanted to throw him in there real quick. So, what's your timer say? <laughs> I think it says it's time for JJ Wang wisdom. Twenty twenty eight minutes. It's perfect. So JJ Wang, right? So this week I'm preparing for the draft and started listening and there are just so many mock drafts and they differ so much. Like all these guys that think they know so much just don't really know anything. Well, I'm not going to say they don't know anything. And it changes from day – like the the way these drafts change from day to day is crazy. But just don't get overwhelmed with it. Listen to it. Just take it as, you know, a entertainment. That's all – I mean, that's how you got to take it. And just look for the interesting facts here and there. But yeah, just don't get overwhelmed with all the nonsense that a mock draft um, will, will give you. Because I mean, let's let's Justin Fields went, went number twelve, and here we are talking Anthony Richardson going like top four. I mean, the the difference in that is crazy. Justin Fields was insane coming out of college, right? So yeah, so just take it all as entertainment and just make sure you're doing just enough research for yourself. As always, trust yourself and trust the process.